Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. As you can see, things are different. Um, we're going through a transition period. We are no longer in our last place. We're moving on to something bigger and better. But right now, we're not in a bigger situation. Yeah. It just takes some time. It's cool, though. This this all they need for right now is just us talking. Exactly. Exactly. So give us some time. Give us a week or two, and we'll be better than the last set. Y'all know how we do. Exactly. Come exactly. On now. But it's not like we could have took the week off because, I mean, the finals just started. I'm sure y'all wanted to hear us talk about it, right? We wouldn't, we wouldn't even done it in the regular season. Even, yeah, I was talking Facts. about it. Because y'all know we always come through for y'all. We always do, even when y'all complain about it being on Sunday. Uh oh. But it is NBA Finals. I'm happy we got here. It felt so fast. I don't know if it felt fast because we was involved in the season, like doing All Star shit, mm-hmm. draft combine. And yeah, because we, we technically didn't take an All Star break. We didn't. Back we was working, baby. Mm-hmm. We ain't took no off time in two years, bro. We don't need to. Yes, we do. Actually, this year. We don't need I'm, to. I'm going to need I'm gonna need like a week break, but we'll talk about that uh, later. <laughs> but final starter in Toronto. Shout out to the Toronto fans, all the fans. Up, bro, you know, up it's north. so funny. The commentators were talking. They were like, I think Steve Curry was saying that Toronto has the nicest taunts he's ever heard. Because you know how <laughs> Canada has that reputation for being so nice. Yeah, yeah. Said Clay, Clay said that. Oh, I like both of them did actually. Yeah. Clay said it in the interview. Who watches this, the coaching interview? I like I like listening to Steve Curry talk. <laughs> yeah, you probably like those corny ass jokes. There ain't nothing wrong with dad jokes. You don't like dad jokes? I mean, it's such a Popovich thing. I would rather him get his own swag. <laughs> Steve, Steve Curry is a legend here. All right, we not we not gonna forget. And Bulls fandom. Oh, I'm, I, I'm a Knicks fan. So. Six of six of them boys here in Chicago. Must being a Knicks fan, mm-hmm. it must do. <laughs> no, nope, no finals in forty years. Last <laughs> time the Bulls went to the finals, ninety eight. I sure was. I don't remember any of it. But, but he I was did see them in the conference finals. Facts. Knicks in the conference finals win. Two is not the win. Two is not the win. Three nobody win. Hey, but we lost to the best player. Hey, pride ever guess what? Four. We ain't draft the worst player in the league either. <laughs> now we back on this with the worst player in the league. <laughs> Who we draft? Tyrus Thomas. He's not even. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. No, actually, y'all drafted Lamar. Lamar traded. Yeah, player. which is even worse yes. than, than drafted the worst player. But, but okay. game one finals. Yeah. The Philadelphia Raptors. No, I'm just playing. Toronto Raptors. Uh-huh. <laughs> Talk to me. Is it wasn't a convention. He just, for one, no. He said, why did the Warriors have to lose? But he picked the Raptors. So but you, you know what I'm excited about? What? Mike has notes right now. I do and have if, notes. Mike, Mike rarely have notes unless we do like a Mike ranking never, video. He's never had notes. So I'm excited notes. to see what these notes are about. So you open up. With this game one, Mike, what was, right. the, what was the biggest thing for you? Look at Derek. I'm gonna start with hey. the. I'm gonna start with on the Warriors side. Wait, time out. People think I'll be having notes because I got this laptop in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm looking at the box score. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Mike. First, I gotta say for the Warriors, you could tell they ain't played basketball in ten days. Yep. They did come out slow. I don't think they, they rhythm was messed up. I think they got good looks. It's just it didn't fall for them. Yeah, I saw Clay missing a lot of open threes that he mm-hmm. knocked down. The big thing I got for the Warriors to do is just really manage their rotations. I think they only have three capable offensive weapons. That's Draymond, Clay, and Steph. Mm-hmm. They have to but take Draymond's breaks. Limited. Yeah, because Steph plays basically like the first quarter comes out. Then you have whoever is in with maybe like a Clay Thompson. Maybe Draymond's on the floor even. So you might have one offensive weapon trying to carry your offense through a pretty tough Toronto defense. That's one of the first things I know. So how is he going to put his star players in the best position to win? 
They did very right. limited pick and roll between Steph Curry and Draymond Green. That was very weird to me because they had done it all last series, and that's why Draymond was thriving offensively because well, he was the role man. They just blo- they just doubled stuff. Yeah, yeah, that, and that was Nick Nurse. Yep. Yep. One thing that I, you know, not again. You don't want to panic. Their championship team. That's what makes them so good is that they don't panic in games. So I wouldn't imagine them to panic um, in prepping for a game. But I don't. I don't like Jordan Bale start. I just 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 let Kevon Looney start. Mm-hmm. Um, and play that way. And if DeMarcus Cousins is going to continue to play eight minutes, that's fine as well. But you might have to play small and let Sean Livingston be like a power forward off the bench. Like right. Draymond Green roll off the bench because him being a guard, first of all, I don't like him guarding Lowry. He's too long and not, his foot speed ain't there anyway. So if he could, when Draymond is not in, if he could be on Pascal, you know, the, the night Pascal had nobody. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's right. That's kind of why I'm not, that's why I said I'm indifferent with what y'all said before the show. What do we say? About how the, they need KD. I said, I hope they don't. Bro, they if y'all want to hear something real quick, I had a dream. It's 1-0. I don't know what they need. <laughs> a couple of days ago, I had a dream. And we was watching the game somewhere. And it had to, it had to be this house. Because we weren't in. We, this was a unfamiliar place. Okay. We was, here, it was, we were just in a place. I, I, it wasn't this specific house. You know how to But, change. yeah, it, it's just a random place. We was there. And we was watching the game. And it had to be the game three or game four because it was at Oracle. Mm-hmm. And I seen Terrence was there, and he said, KD's here. So that was my prediction. It's not my prediction, but I got a feeling that KD's going to be back for one of these games on the road. Well, this is the best thing yeah, that can happen good. for KD. Yeah. They lose without him. Um, That's why I want them to win without him so he can just be like, oh, you don't really need me to go to New York anyway. Mm-hmm. Real question. New York? Anyway. Um, in the last three years in the playoffs, has, is this the best team the, the Warriors have played against? No, because no, LeBron no. James is He's but, proven that he can beat them single-handedly no. Single-handedly? Single-handedly? Like, last year they didn't take a game And the year before that I think they went five, right? Right Yeah, but he also had Della Vadova <laughs> And as right. the second best player exactly. He That's what I'm saying. So, which means that that team wasn't very good Because right. so yeah, it, there, it, It's um, arguable that this is one of the best teams they faced that, in, Or that last Houston Rockets team Last year Houston but, Rockets but team But this is, this is why I say that Is because the Raptors beat them without a Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or any health, or with any hurt Kevin Durant. The, the Cavs with Kyrie and Brown. And Kevin Love. Love and I, they played a full-strength Golden State Warrior team with Kevin Durant there the whole time. So, I mean, the Raptors did what they're supposed to do, but I don't mm-hmm. think this Raptor team, if this Raptor team played in a seven-game series against LeBron, Kyrie, uh, Love, Ke- yep. Tristan, JR, uh, who else on that team? Corver. They, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think they would beat them. Me personally, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that this Raptors team is probably the best defending team they've ever oh, played. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. So yeah you, you could definitely tell game one for sure. And you guys brought it up, but one of the best things they did was just keep trapping Steph Curry high off that pick and roll, yeah. and it forced turnovers. Pascal yeah. got up, Gasol got up, and you and know that, who really got into his mind? Hold on, I got the stats here, so I do got some notes. I'm sorry, I did have some notes. It was from Twitter directly, so it's from uh, anyway. Fred VanVleet has been the Steph Curry stopper all season. So, of course, he only played a few games against each other in the regular season. But in the regular season, Steph Curry was being guarded by Fred Van Vliet for 39 possessions, and he only scored four points on 22% shooting. Fred Van Vliet been watching the Austin Rivers highlights. And then in the playoffs this, this round, or, um, in the playoffs last night or a couple nights ago, in 33 possessions, Steph Curry shot one for six, 
against Fred VanVleet. And against the other players, he was 6 for 11. So when he's guarded by anybody else, he's shooting over 50%. But when Freddie's there, because Freddie's one of those guys who's doesn't care. Like, he's got the assignment from Nick Nurse. Do not play your instinct. You know, your instinct is like, oh, I'm going to help off a little right. bit. No, he's like guarding that man face first, no matter what is going on in the court. Mm-hmm. And Freddie just, his turn of this playoff run is incredible because he was trashed for the first series and a half. And, and that's perfect because that's when they could afford it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they began to need it, you know, he, he showed up. And I think that's that's really been the key is those guys outside of Kawhi. Right. Um, which sometimes you can't always rely on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's the difference maker. Like we've seen in game one, Kawhi had, he had a solid game. Yep. Uh, he made timely baskets as well. Yeah, he, he went – he went 5-14 for the field for 23 points. He had, like, two or three threes that I think they kind of <laughs> right, needed. Yeah, and then yeah. he, got to, he got to the line. All I right. felt like the Raptors just played, like, the perfect game for game yep. one. Marcus Saul had a really good start, which kind of boosted that lead. Mm-hmm. I think he ended with, like, 16 points in the first quarter. Pascal, they could not stop Pascal from yes. getting to his right hand. Yes, that is a fact. The Raptors worried me in that first quarter. The first nine shots they took, eight of them were threes. And I was like, That's, like, yeah, right the first thing, I, first thing they got to know, especially down this stretch, when Golden State gets them more into that line, Lockdown mode is settling for a three and just taking them when you're open and it's right. It's the right shot. I think later in the game they started doing a good job of yeah that type of basketball because I think Marcus All made two. He went two for four the whole game from three and he made it for all those threes in the first quarter because mm-hmm. yeah. he was just gunning, gunning, gunning. And that's the difference maker for me offensively for them is when Marcus All was making them shots and not just making them but taking them without any hesitation. Mm-hmm. Um, they were giving them to him like, yeah, so when, willingly. And he has yeah. the ability to make them. So yeah. I don't know why he ever is hesitant because he was hesitant in the last series. Um, but I he, think he's just more surprised that he's so wide open. It's not I, his... It's not his is it, is it also part of the – it's just the idea, same thing with Draymond, is that you can get that shot anytime. So let's yeah. wait. For yeah, let's that's wait because you don't want to take that shot with 18 seconds on the shot clock when you can get yeah, a better shot. The way he was open, you got to. You just have to. You got to make the defense pay for that. And he's a much better shooter than Draymond. Oh, yeah. No, no lie. So – uh, yeah, and he's a good passer. They leaving him open to view the floor from that the angle. They were being right at the top of the key. Uh, but he was as good as Pascal was. Gasol uh, stepping up high on the, the the screen with Steph and, and having active hands uh, is is something that I don't think the Warriors seen all playoffs. Right, Capella is not nobody that's coming all the way up there. He could and should, but he wasn't going to high. You know, cancer is not. Miles um, Leonard not going up that high. So for Gasol. To be able to do that is a is a big difference, man. Because that's a tough pass for Curry. It is um, when he got somebody like Red, Fred, uh, Fred, like you said, in him into him already, and then you have Gasol coming in and shading and, and having active hands. Yes, Gasol is one of the more cerebral basketball players we have. Right. He just he just knows the game and he well, sees he, it happen. He, he mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's why that trade was so great. I feel like Jonas Valanciunas is gonna have a good career in Memphis or wherever he signs, but. If your your idea was to win a championship where you have Kawhi right now, that was the perfect trade. Yeah, Gasol's, like it. Gasol's impact is going to be much needed, especially on the glass. They can't give up any second chance points. Yeah, because that's going to lead. That that's going to lead to a three. They they need to get their hands on the passing lanes because for the Warriors, the most part, they run a freelance offense where they're going to move without the ball, get those back doors. So if the Raptors can be long mm-hmm. and get in those passing lanes and disrupt them, they can get easy buckets on the other side. Another thing I like how Fred guard. Steph and I think uh, Lowry did a little bit of the same thing. They they walk with him up the court, so like he has to move so much already that now if he has to work up the court, mm-hmm. it's it's just more exhausting. It is, it is, and that, I think they're they're going to be tired by the time they get to the near the end of this finals, just because 
like I said, they need bodies. Mm-hmm. For right. for the Raptors, you can expect a Fred Van Fleet or somebody like that to step up. It's not somebody you can really count on off the bench for the Warriors. And yeah, and now Iguodala, Iggy, yeah, Iggy is, is kind of battling mm-hmm. uh, injuries too. So, so is Kawhi. He re-injured his leg also in game mm-hmm. game one. He been holding that leg for the last. Game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he had that. He was holding that leg when he dunked on Giannis. Yeah, so. I, I'm starting to think he's just doing that for us. Yeah. So we can I, like, I, man, I, he I, killing I, it with this one leg. I, I ain't want to say it, but he was struggling, and I'm like, he ain't gonna hold the leg. Every time, like, he's struggling. Hey, Kawhi, I know it. I've been through all of that. It's a, it's a viable excuse if you injure yourself, bro. The Warriors got to start saying they basketball too. They had nine. Yeah, that's why I said I can expect them. I can expect them to tighten up, especially Steph Curry off those. He's he's going to be a little bit more prepared for that, and they probably going to have some type of game plan where Draymond or somebody comes up for the ball. So you can expect the Warriors to just be better. They and they, they know what it takes to win a third quarter comeback again. They can't hey, they can't do that against the Raptors mm-hmm. team. That was funny because. Um, I'd be screaming all of these games, and they were up by like what, like ten going into halftime. I don't yeah. know the exact number, but I was telling stream like, bro, I'm not confident because one third thing, one when thing the Warriors, the Warriors one thing the Warriors could do, yeah, one thing the they Warriors tried. could do is just hang around. Stephen Curry was getting to the line, especially near the end of that game, to just keep him in it. Yeah, that whole time, I I didn't really feel like the Warriors were going to come back and win that game. But they always just kept it close. But for the Rap- yeah, for the Raptors to play like the perfect game, the Warriors only lost by eight. And that, that's why that's why I always say that nah, about yeah, nah. what um, James Harden does when he draws the fouls. Steph Curry can do the same thing every possession. Like he has the ability to get into you and draw that fouls. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't. You know, he doesn't want to get banged up. He doesn't want to potentially get hurt on a foul like that. So he's, he'd rather try to get the clean shot. But we saw in this game, he'll get you off your feet because he's the best three-point shooter of all time. You're going to try to contest it, and he can get those foul calls. Yeah, yep. Um, but Pascal? Yeah, Pascal is just... That man in transition <laughs> yeah. is legendary. <laughs> Literally, he did a good job with Clay Thompson as well. Yeah, yeah. he did. That's... He had two possessions where he was poking the ball out of, out of clay hands. Mm-hmm. Like that he get a look at the basket. You know what that reminds me of? Oh. I'm glad you just said that, bro. Whenever Danny Green puts the ball on the floor, he loses it. <laughs> Stop <laughs> dribbling. Just shoot a pass. That's those are your bro, two jobs. Wait, he, but the first three hit, I promise you, everybody in the crowd was holding their breath as he took that. <laughs> like they didn't even know that it went in at first, and think, they waited before they cheered. I think I saw the stat that he's already in, in game one. He had 11 points. Which is more than he had in the last three games combined. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Steve Kerr brought up. He said that that contested three, Danny Green hitting that corner. corner. He's like, that's we'll live with that. Yeah. He can't even hit it open. So, um, but Pascal Siakam went right at Draymond. Like it did not matter. Yeah, like Draymond's not one of the best defenders in the league. He was like, I never heard of him. I'm going straight at his head. And for most people in the league, that's not a good idea. But. Pascal apparently is the best finisher in the world. At least that's what it looked like in the game. Yeah, one. he hey, he's that the, right hand. Draymond was, also said he's the best defender ever. He did. Yeah, which, wow, which is the dumbest thing to say. He's not even the best in the league right now. But, um, and I've never seen Draymond lock a guard down. The best defenders can play you, can guard anybody. Like Kawhi will guard Steph. He guard Durant. He guard LeBron. Shit, if he had to, he might guard Anthony Davis. I don't know. If, I don't know. If Steph, I don't know if Draymond will guard Kyrie. Uh, I I, think, he could. He I could. Think he could, but locking. He's down not known. Yeah, yeah. Down. I wasn't even. Kawhi gonna make it tough for anybody. Yeah. I, do th- I can also see Kawhi picking him up like full court or something. I can't see Draymond just making that change that he's on. It's got to be like a switch or something for him to well, come up. Yeah. The, the difference between him defensively is that Kawhi, Kawhi's also a smart player, don't get me yeah. wrong, but he's got all the physical things. The hands yeah. are crazy. The wingspan is crazy. Draymond don't really have that. He just got his mind really. Yeah. Yeah. And he's and, smart. He got the motor. Yep. Um, he's but physical too. I think Draymond may be a top 10 defender of all time. All time? All time. 
Yeah, I mean, I could, I could agree with that. You can, yeah, I know. You I can guard all five positions. Yeah, and it, it's just yeah, alpha pick on. Yeah, I guess so. But as far as all around defense, I gotta, I gotta. Go Kawhi's probably yeah, Kawhi's better at this point. I gotta go cool. Um, and Giannis, I would put Giannis above. Him I really want to see the Warriors just take, take, take Bell out that lineup. Go ahead, give it to Looney. Um, Looney just has a, a better IQ. He fits more on the offense. Sometimes Jordan Bell looks lost. He looks like a small yeah. forward playing center. Yeah, I can um, agree. Kavon he's got the size of a small forward. He's comfortable. He, he's not uh, – he don't think too much. He just yeah, and I think yeah. and I, he'll probably help him out where they need him most is really on that offensive re- or the glass so they can not get those open looks off second chance points. Yeah. And, they, and they did. They did a good job with second chance points. Uh, in the third quarter, they had 16 second chance points to the Warriors' five. So they was they was doing anything, but they just gotta defensively they gotta be better. I mean, yeah, and like I said, I think that that just comes with the the ten day break. They ain't nothing like getting back in game shape. Mm-hmm. Nothing than like a game. What do y'all so, do if y'all were a player? Yeah, you got a ten day break between series. What would you be doing? Do they, they just do y'all think yeah. they just chilling at the crib? Or? No, they getting they no, they, they, they yeah. know they Shots. working out eventually. They but trying like, to get Iggy back healthy. They trying to get KD healthy. So yeah, I, they doing other things. They just not yeah, sitting. I said they was having practice. But it ain't the same, of course, because yeah. he, the other team was playing playoff. Intensity. Right. It's, yeah, it's that intensity you're not we're getting. We're running plays, but everybody knows what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And we just run it through the motions, basically. So, Boogie's eight minutes. What, what did y'all think about him? He looked fine. He didn't look terrible. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed that he didn't play as much. Yeah. I mean, I kind of I think, yeah. Him, but at the same time, he didn't do – when he Bo- did play, he didn't do anything. This is the, this the lineup they had most of the yeah. time with him out there. There was Quinn Cook, Clay Thompson, Sean Livingston, Jarepko, and Boogie. I think that could work, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's if you, a good if second unit. He right. had a couple plays where he just made a good pass out of a, a double team or nice whatever they didn't. Yeah. yeah, that's where they're going to need the most. They're going to need somebody who else who can create shots for the other Warriors. And I feel like defensively he was actually running and moving. He was trying to chase shooters off mm. the three-point mm. line. He didn't look like he just came off a quad injury. Do y'all think he's going to play a bigger role? Because at eight minutes, most of that is because he hasn't played in a right. m- over a yeah. month. Right. Um, do y'all think he'll play bigger minutes later in the se- season? I think he'll, I don't he'll, think he'll get more play minutes. Like, crucial, like late fourth quarter minutes, but I think he's going to play definitely I throughout think, the game. See, that's my thing. If, I think you start Looney, mm-hmm. and instead of giving Jordan Bell 11 minutes, just give those to Boogie. Let Boogie have a little 19 minute game. I think, right. Because uh, if, if he gets hot in the first quarter, you might get let it ride. I mean, I'm yeah. cool with letting Kevin Looney sit on the bench or a, a, a Jordan Bell sit on the bench. That's the craziest thing you ever said on the show. Sitting yeah. Kevin Looney on the bench? Yep. Crazier than Giannis was playing like a role player? <laughs> oh, no, they, they, no, that, no, no, that ain't not crazy. I, that, that ain't not crazy. Kevin Looney sit on the bench, though. You don't really have no option but to play him, even if you didn't like him. Yeah, I'm not talking about he finna just sit. I'm talking about I can give up. I can give up some minutes for or some minutes from Kevin Looney to get to Drake or to to Boogie so if he's playing well. He played eight minutes. I said give him some more minutes, so maybe fifteen. I think 15. twenty tops. I think you'll probably see fifteen minutes from him next. Yeah, game. I don't think you have to take. It. Then yeah, you don't have to take any more minutes. And then everybody um, wins. Then you take Jordan Bell away, like I said, if you was fucking listening. Drake, Draymond, <laughs> Green, Draymond Green had one of the worst triple doubles I seen. What do you have? Six, seven turnovers. Um, six turnovers. But I was going to talk about just his overall game defensively. He was getting tore up. He mm, wasn't putting oh. his stamp on the game offensively, uh, like, as far as scoring the ball goes. Right. It was very weird to see him because after last series, I was praising the hell out of him. Like, mm-hmm. yo. He a lot of mid-range yeah, yeah, last series he was just amazing and game one he was not, but I'm sure we'll probably get back to Draymond. Right. And Draymond. I, like I said, I think it's still kind of due to that break. It's hard yeah. to play basketball after 10 days and come right into a, a game one of a finals. The Raptors were coming off just, what, four days of rest? Yeah, mm-hmm. they, yeah, they were still in it. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing the Warriors have that gives them that, that chip on their shoulder is they just know what it takes to win a championship. Yeah. 
And you can't expect Clay to play that bad either. What do y'all I think he's gonna knock down shots from game two? We game two. I played bad, but I feel like he missed some open shots that he normally knocked down. He was fifty percent from three, forty-seven percent from the field, hundred percent from the field. I didn't say he played bad. I just expect some of those shots that he missed. I expected to make. Those. I'm gonna let you know he's gonna miss more of those shots this entire series. That's just that's just part of the game. You're not gonna make every single open shot. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> game <laughs> no, two but game two, I expect the Warriors to do pull it out. I do expect it to be a close game. How, I just how, how much of the world be on fire if they go down 0-2? If they go down, and then sure. K, and then KD says I'm coming back for game three. The, the report says he'll be back with three and four, but they shouldn't go crazy if they do win because we just seen the world go crazy against the Raptors for going 0-2 and they came mm-hmm. back. So, but I don't think the and you're supposed to yeah. win on your home floor. You're yeah. To. Oh yeah. Right. That's a fact. I think it'd be super fun or ironic if they go down three one. And they win, and then they come back. That would be do a scratch. Do a scratch yes. what they did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but even if KD came back and he he's the reason they can't they won the rest of those series. Oh my gosh! Don't say that. And then KD's like, I'm the man. It's my team, and I'm staying. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, if, what if they plotted this? What if oh, they do it on purpose to get KD to stay? <laughs> to stay, so he can feel important. And then and then he, he they whisper to Steve Kerr, "Don't play boogie, so nobody can offer him a contract, so we can bring him back too." <laughs> oh man, and man, they man! This dynasty for the rest of our lives. Like they eighty years old. They got they got Sweet. the power of the basketball like world Curry? in their hands. You should like Steph Curry. You can play until you eighty. Um, but I'm just I'm just happy that we're not about to see Warriors in four. We may see Warriors in five. Still a possibility, but Warriors yep. in four is not. Option. That was the thing that that kind of had me. That whole Raptors game is. The Raptors were up, but Kawhi didn't really leave his impact yes. on the game. I think he, I think it was just because of that leg. I think that leg was hobbling him a little bit. I got credit to Warriors defense. Yeah, they were blitzing him the whole yeah, time. They kind of did with the, what the Raptors did to Steph. Is kind of what they did to him. Yeah, I think their defense was fine every place except for tr- uh, tr- transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got smoked on transition, and that's how Spicy P ends up with thirty-two. He also hit that lean and hook yeah. shot. I, I was, and then that contested step back three. I'm like, the, what yeah, is when, he doing? When he hit the three, I was like, okay. Dude, my chat was going crazy. So I have a lot of Toronto Raptor fans that end up in my chat because they know I'm also rooting for them. Mm-hmm. So they want to see my reactions with crazy stuff happen. And when Spicy P hit that shot, and just basically the whole um, third quarter is when he really opened it up. Like he had yeah. scored yeah. the first 11 points or something like that. It was insane because considering I'm also like a, a fan of him. Um, I also bought a shirt that says Spicy P. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he had a, a real 2K type game shooting 82% from the field. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what my point was. So Warriors game two? I'm, they win in game two? Yeah. If they, Raps. Because I think Pascal's going to come back down to earth, and he's going to just have like a yeah. normal oh, game. I might come back up. Yeah. <laughs> but you give and take, baby. Because why step it up? But what if we have Pascal Siakam break out into stardom in game two and he drop another 30 piece? Then <clears throat> Kawhi probably going to leave. He don't <laughs> feel better. Like, y'all don't need me. Look, y'all got him. Y'all got, <laughs> y'all got him. <laughs> Um, but I, I think the Warriors win if they make some adjustments. I, I think I like the fact that you're trying to have such a deep bench. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things I respected about Nick Nurse is during his playoffs, when that bench wasn't coming through, he the, the starters were just playing 40-plus minutes. Someone paid $56,876 for a courtside ticket to game one. Fifty six thousand. That's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. Yeah, and it says the average salary of Canadian of a, of a Canadian is fifty five grand a year, which means that somebody spent more money on one ticket for three hours than the average Canadian makes in a year. Isn't that crazy? Speaking of that, since we be talking about courtside, Drake's antics 
like him or hate him. Damn, they thought with me. I, he's just being a super fan. I'm, I like it. Yeah, I'm a firm believer. Yeah. If you want him to shut up, you got to beat that team. Yep, that's what LeBron <laughs> literally did. just beat that team. He can't say nothing to you if you're destroying his team. Facts. They, they so first of all, they so stupid because Mike Budenholzer only addressed it because they lost. If the Bucks had won, it would have been no problem. Secondly, the NBA doing all this talking about and everything is only riling him more up. It's getting him more involved and more into it. He's been at those courtside games for a long time doing a lot of the stuff he's been doing. Mm-hmm. Except now they're playing against teams that he has relationships with, like the Warriors. The Bucks owner uh daughter wearing a pusher T thing. It's just you know what I mean? Y'all like y'all y'all have to understand that this is a big moment and they're fans at the end of the day. But you can't get mad because somebody is having fun. And he's an ambassador. It ain't like he's yeah. just a fan. He's an ambassador of a team. They have his literally they have logos themed after his company. They literally practice facility is named after his. The man has a locker room in their, so, or he has a locker in their locker room. So yeah. he, he's basically part of the team. I, I, I like it because I mean we've always seen that. I mean we got Spike Lee. We have we have uh, Clipper Darrell. What, what I'm trying to think of a. You see that oh, other? You know that other? You know like that's also the goal for like life for me is to become a season ticket holder for the Bulls, and I, I'm I want to be. So you trying to steal my dream? That? That's your dream. Well, you know, it's for the late. No, mine is for the Lakers, but you can have yours for the Bulls. But sounds expensive. It does. And I'm pretty. But did you see the other like uh, Toronto Super fan? Yeah, um, it, I forget his name, but I'm yeah, yeah, about. he's funny. I just he was talking about his experience as a Raptor fan. He's like, I've been to every home game for like the last twenty it's years. Open, yeah, yeah, and that's just like I, I, that's um, bread. I that's read, bread. I read yeah, his story. Huh? Yeah, his article about mm-hmm. him. Like he started off as a used car salesman yeah. and he worked his way up. Bro, I'm like, bro, that's the dream. That's, yeah. that's the Canadian dream, I guess, because he's he's a, a Canadian immigrant. But um, but yeah, I have. I really don't have any problem with the answers. I think it make it more fun. You see Draymond and him going before we calling him trash. He wearing Dale Curry jersey. I, I like it all. It makes anything that it makes, makes it fun. Yeah, it makes it fun is is all. And he's gonna go all out. He's gonna keep trolling and he's gonna keep posting that. Jesus. The question is, wait, is he gonna be doing that at the org? No, he, no, he's he not going to be there. He ain't been on no road. Yeah, he don't go on the road. I mean, if he's spending fifty thousand dollars on course side tickets in Toronto, you know, imagine what it's going to be like. Be on yeah, the road. we need that album song. <laughs> that, <laughs> that album is on halt until this is all said and done. We actually need a freestyle. He gonna freestyle. With, uh, freestyle. Who else makes who makes music on the Raptors? Um, Norman Powell makes music on the Raptors, so he's about to get a Norman Powell feature. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it must not be good if nobody yeah. knew yeah, it. I've never because it was same. It was that same thing with Victor Oladipo when they said he came out of yeah, he was he, making music. He had his back against the wall, hitting them vocals on y'all. Facts. <laughs> I remember um, when they were going against the Cavs last year, the viral tweet was like, they really get embodied by singing. Man, 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 man. Dan, Tony, and the Rockets stop extension talks. I was going to do them to the Rockets because mm-hmm. also there's a report. Everybody's available. Um, yep. And sources and calls the front offices. Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey. Shout out to Daryl Morey, a uh, fan. Big fan. Big fan. It's showing and a, he's a fan. He's a fan. He's a fan of of mine. Showing an aggressive. Are you a fan of him? I am now. An aggressive. <laughs> no, I like I mean I don't know anything about him. Other than he's a GM. I've never seen it. I've never watched an interview. You know mm-hmm. he's analytical. You know he does. I do like that. Topics. I do like analytics. <coughs> I don't like the way his team plays necessarily. But his team plays because of analytics. I know, but I I like the idea of looking at because I do the same thing on my YouTube channel where I look at the numbers and I, I see trends and I'm like, okay, let's do that. So I think analytics are great, but some you can overanalyze too. I but think that's also thing. But if the analytics told you 
to make 20 minute videos. Which it, d- it did tell me that. It did? Yeah. That's, okay, that's wild. Okay, I'll be done. Yeah, that's what the that's analytics crazy. told me. If you go to my channel, at least three videos a week are 20 minutes or plus. Because the analytics told me that's what they, that's what fans like. People will more likely watch it, right? Yeah, that, and that's, honestly, if we break it down like the behind the scenes, that's why we have a podcast with HOH. Because they also upload three minute highlights mm-hmm. and they supplement that with our 45 minute, you know, 45 oh. minute podcast. And it's just more ad revenue at the end of the day. Oh, I thought they liked the town. No, it's also because it's it's, it's they could have hired anybody, but they got I'm, us because we got we the real deal. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Houston's GM, Daryl Morey, is showing an aggressive desire to improve the roster with all players and picks available in talks. Hard to imagine James Harden's scenario, but the rest under contract, perhaps even Chris Paul, could be moved for the right deal. But perhaps Chris, Chris Paul. They'll trade Chris Paul for anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, I think this is about right. I think it, too. Yeah, it was a smart move by the Rockets. I think it was just kind of. Looking at their payroll, first of all, they got James Harden wrapped up. I got the note. Coming through. I needed the note. I got they got James Harden, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is most likely to be traded out there. James Harden because he deserves. Yeah, Clint Capella. They could try to move Clint Capella. Clint Capella is going to be hard to move because you can get almost any any center in the league that can do what he does. Right. That's not disrespectful. That's just kind of a fact for a lesser degree. I'm not. How much do you get paid a year? Four sixteen sixteen ish. I think that's kind of an over. Overpaid for what he brings, right? And that's and the two other players that they could kind of trade or they can't trade because they're under contract is PJ Tucker and, and Eric PJ, Gordon, yeah. who are on friendly contracts. Hornets, uh, they like um, Eric Gordon. I just don't think there's no way they're getting a deal for Chris Paul. Yeah, when he's thirty, they'll literally he's almost take anything for him. I, but when he's thirty-seven, he's gonna be making forty-four million. Right. So that's why I said I think it was a smart move. That's that's the only place <laughs> I to know. see it happen. Bro, if y'all miss on everything else. Look, Chris Paul getting traded to a different place could either be a blessing in disguise or it could be the worst decision you ever made as a franchise. Because yeah. if he say he ends up in the right situation and he's just you know feeding everybody, getting assists, and making that team go, it can look you can look like a genius. But if he comes there and he's nobody, and that's the thing and now he's me. on a thirty five million dollar contract. The thing that, about me is I still think that it's in Chris Paul. I just think that the way that the Houston Rockets play basketball, right? Yeah, I think that I don't think he's built for that isolation ball anymore. He's not. And he did a good job that first year when they had the, the Warriors back against the wall. He did a good job of making plays mm-hmm. and making key shots, but it's just not him. He's not James Harden. He had a good series and the shots was falling, but I can't rely on him to play like James Harden. I think that's only suited for James Harden. They had the right idea, but they need somebody to the lesser degree like a Pat Bev who can play off of James Harden, guard, and just play within the system mm-hmm. to some, they need to find the perfect guy to relieve some pressure off of James Harden because I like that I think that's the right idea and Rocket fans started panicking they're not saying your whole team is about to be traded and blowing up they're just saying all of these people is available if they trade Clint they're probably going to have the, Chris Paul is really the main guy yeah. right because they, they don't even have assets in pick wise, right? They're like second rounders. They got they don't no, have they, any picks in this draft. They don't have any picks in this draft, but they can trade up to their next four draft picks. So yeah, that's, that's eight they, years. That's why they offered the Timberwolves four first round picks for, for Jimmy. Jimmy Butler. And now thinking about it, the Timberwolves didn't take that trade, which is crazy. That's <laughs> four first round picks. Four. <laughs> we we talked about it when they first. If you don't take first round four round picks, that play either means a lot to you, or you kind of messed up in the head because. Yeah. And what they got back was what? Um, Dario and, and Robert Rocco. Like a quarter of a year from Robert Covington. I guess we'll see next they season. They wouldn't even um, Yeah. So the teams that have the most cap space this year, if they were to want to trade for Us. CP, the Knicks, 
the Clippers, <laughs> if he goes back to the Clips, um, Brooklyn, and Dallas. Mm-hmm. I can see the Dallas situation because they have the big ass Tim Hardaway Jr. contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would fit right in with, with the Rockets, and uh, they're going to be looking to get a guard. But the thing is, it just depends on what else happens for them this free agency. Yeah, because yeah. they're looking at Porzingis. I mean, not Pr- no Porzingis is up for some too, though. Yeah, he could he could potentially get an extension He's or um, get the qualifying, which will make him an unrestricted free agent next, next year. year. So it's a you tough situation. situation. Yeah, because he's a flip flopper, um, like the, a sandal. But yeah, it sounds like he's hurt. Yeah, it sounds like he's hurt. No, he's just a flip flopper. That's just what he is. <laughs> now we calling him names. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't care how much I like somebody. They are what they are. I care. If he was a crackhead, I couldn't say he was sober. <laughs> I think he should be a flip flopper because the franchises and organizations they're flip floppers too. The Rockets was all in on Chris Paul. Last year, now they flip flop. So Speaking of that, didn't thing. like just two weeks ago, uh, I forget the owner's name, but I think his name's like Tillman or something. He said that we're going to win James Harden a ring. Like, we're going to find a way past this. Well, like, just two weeks ago, he was saying this with the same roster, too. Oh, he said that part? Basically, yeah, saying, right. like, we're going to get these guys. We, we basically got the tools to beat them. We just ain't figured it out yet. He said they're going to win him that ring. Yeah, I don't think they have the tools. Um, they had like in the last two years, they had the best opportunity yeah. to take out this Warriors they team. Sure did. Uh, and At this TV. point, it might be a curse on Is them. Is that a reflection of James Harden or because he I didn't show up in the game six? <laughs> he did it. I thought he had a pretty good game. No, six. no, no. He just didn't yeah. play well in the fourth. I no, guess. I'm pretty sure he still yeah. ended up with around thirty or he something 30, like that. Thirty-five, if I'm right. Like it just he. I don't think he was aggressive enough to like put his team in a shot. Yeah. He only made two shots in the fourth. That's tough. But anyways, yeah, I, it's just hard to say that they're going to build a better team to beat them unless, like, they fall apart or something. If they keep that core, because KD wasn't really there. Mm-hmm. He left in the second game. So if they can't even just beat that core of Golden State Warriors, then it's kind of hard to hang it up. But, I mean, it, that, that happened later in the series. If they played the Rockets, the Warriors played the Rockets mm-hmm. in the game. Like, for yeah. instance, if they had the Trailblazers opportunity where right. he wasn't in the series at all, I, I'm taking the Rockets. Yeah. I mean, it just didn't happen like that, though. Mm-hmm. The next story comes from Baxter Holmes of ESPN. He wrote this whole piece about the Lakers. A Kobe who had worked with for 18 years had just seen the dark night, Palenka said. And he's like, hook me up with a dinner with Heath Ledger because he's so locked into that role. I want to know how he mentally went there. So he had dinner with Heath. But the twist is Heath had been dead for six months. So Rob Palenka straight up just lied. (laughs) Not the first time, I guess, that Rob Palenka straight up lied. Mm-hmm. But how do you? Do y'all know how the do story you, of the first time he lied? He no. was representing Carlos Boozer. Oh yes, okay, I did hear this story. And uh, he basically told the Cavaliers, like, uh, we want the new contract, but don't worry, because if if he didn't, the, the way the thing was at the time was, if he didn't sign that, if they they allowed him to be an unrestricted free agent to get a bigger contract. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay, well, let him be the unrestricted free agent so we can pay him. Shake hands. The Cavs think it's no big deal. He's going to be a, he's technically going to be an un, unrestricted free agent, but we know we're only doing that so he can get a long term contract. Yeah, right. And the Jazz came and said, we'll give them tw- we'll give you twenty more million than the Cavs are giving you. But even though Rob Palenka promised the Cavs, they took the twenty. They took million. the deal. So a little sli- a little slimy from your general right. well, not general manager right there was, there was also the story that 
Larry Nance was talking to him like he wanted oh, to buy a house. Yeah, he wanted to buy a house and everything. And I guess Rob Plinger said if Golden State Warriors called me up and said they had KD ready to for the trade, I would tell them no. And then he traded them. Yeah, to he traded them <laughs> for nice. yeah for nobody. <laughs> That's, I think stories so, like this are super funny, man. Yeah. There's so many things outside of actual dribbling basketballs or shooting them that goes with this whole uh, league. That stories like this make it incredible. Did y'all read? I, I'm guessing mm. y'all didn't read this full story. You trying to get that sponsorship? Hell no, I'm not about to drop their name, but man. <laughs> yeah, that's, it sounds like that I just ain't hit. Dropping nobody name else. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Until they throw us a bag, then we drop the names. <laughs> um, but Heath Ledger had been dead for six months. And Rob Palenka is telling people that he, him and Kobe had dinner. Yeah, it's a dumbass story because I don't even know if a lot of people into the Dark Knight. Oh, I, yeah, they got their fans. He didn't finish the movie. Yeah, he, like, he, died, he died during, during the filming. The yeah. So that was a dumb lie. That was like <laughs> it was. And then if people was doing speculation research, like did Kobe see it early? He died during production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Recipes to Heath Ledger, though. Who watches a movie that's not even done being filmed? Yeah, and the big blockbuster like that, they don't get released that early, even to the the famous and the people that are part of the crew. But Heath Ledger killed that role. So I understand understand where it comes from, because Heath Ledger was absolutely incredible. May he rest in peace. Um, But that Joker is unbeatable. Next thing comes from Giannis. He had an interview with, I think it was The Athletic, Mm -hmm. where he said this. Hey, Athletic, also, before you say that, Athletic... Stop trying to get me a page. <laughs> That's kind of a fact, though. <laughs> Luckily for us, people on Reddit have the uh, the article, and they just kind of took some of the quotes, which I appreciate because, mm-hmm. yo, what is it, like $10 a month or five, something like yeah. that? I, I, I fall for it every time. So I'll be forgetting to be like a good-ass title, and I click on it and get to read it, and it'll be like, if you want to continue to read But you know what? I, I respect it because people need to get paid. You know, if, if this story looks like it was a good story, I would be willing to pay for it because I'm sure the art, the, the writer paid, um, spent a lot of time making it. But Giannis said, I feel like this year I was just boom, power through guys. And then my back was hurting. I could still play more. If we were playing today, I could play. I could have had an even longer season. But at the end of the day, I wanted to be more skilled. I want to make game, my game easier. He also went on to say things like, this offseason, I'm going to work on being a skilled player. Yeah. I'm going to work like I'm a guard <clears throat> rather than a big yeah, that's and definitely that's scary shit. Right. That's definitely what you want to hear from a superstar because that's what they do. KD came into the league. He added more pounds to his body so he could be on that block. He added that post game so he can get to his spots easier. If Giannis could have more skills in his game, he could become like anything where he can make plays in the half court. Not just in the full court. He, he's literally averaged like 40 points a game. Because if we're really being real, Giannis is not a very skilled basketball right. player. A lot yeah. of his things come from his athleticism and his drive and his yeah. motor. Yeah. But if he put together a jump shot and he start using his like skill, or it's he, old, like it's a old. low post game. Because he doesn't yeah. really have a low post game. That, yeah, that's another thing. Through people. Yep. That's, a, that's a very big another thing. Because a lot of times in that series, he was standing at the top of the key mm-hmm. versus where you might want to see him at the block where he could just get to the ball and he could see the double team early. Isn't it crazy that we're talking about Giannis? He's probably the most unskilled superstar, but he's still a damn superstar. Yeah. <laughs> which is, is which is crazy. Yeah. Um, my thing, I, it's good to hear, uh, but I'm a guy where you got to show me. It's easy mm-hmm. yeah. said to done. So just go in the gym and do it, Giannis. Don't talk about it because next year, if you don't come with it, they're going to say, I thought he was in the gym. I thought he was going to do this and do that. So just do it and show us. It should, it'd be, it'd be, don't work out with Kobe. Right. I just got a text from one of my sources. Um, 
John Morant is about to undergo a minor arthroscopic procedure on his right knee. Mm-hmm. And he is expected to fully recover in three to four weeks. So that's another oh, Man, he's about Cam, to drop to seven, bro. Cam Reddish just wow. had abdominal surgery. Abdominal? So, that sounds painful. I don't know what's happening. All these guys getting surgery and everything. It was also reported that the Knicks was, you know, shopping that third pick. Third I pick. love it. And Knicks fans went all broke hell loose because they were exploring different options. We're so terrible. We're the worst team in the NBA. We need to explore every option that there is. My question is, so I know the reports like they're thinking about trading to Atlanta for the 7 and 10 pick. Yeah, it, was a, mm-hmm. it was a conversation. But I wonder what else they, like what other trades would they uh, look for? Because they want to keep that cap space open for potentially mm-hmm. Kevin Durant and another player. Right. So what would they trade that pick for other Anthony than moving Davis. down? Um, sorry, just for moving down. Other than moving down, Anthony Davis. Oh, Anthony Davis. Oh, yeah, yeah, Anthony Davis. But I think the only way I think the only thing to do is move down because mm-hmm. you're not gonna move up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Grizzlies ain't trading second pick, and neither the Pelicans. Does this mean anything about RJ? RJ, who? that the RJ Barrett, that the before the draft even happened, they're willing to to think about options of trading down. Not even necessarily for like I would trade right. that third pick, <clears throat> Anthony Davis, at the at, for no, for, you know. Mm-hmm. Easily, yeah. but moving down to seven and ten, that means they're either not high on RJ because that third overall pick has more value than seven and ten. Let's right. be real. Yeah. So y'all they, get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I definitely see. It's it's they're kind of weighing their options because a lot of things that they want to do, they have to really see who they get in free agency first. Mm-hmm. Say if they do have John Morant or they have RJ Barrett. He's somebody that you want to kind of, you know, let him blossom into the play that he's going to be because he's a top three player in the top three every draft. Mm-hmm. Versus if you just trade two prospects who you can maybe let them marinate on the bench mm-hmm. while you have your stars go out there and win you games. Yeah, that's a good point. I see what you're saying. You don't want to draft a guy like R.J. Barrett and right. he has to start his career off playing with Kyrie Irving right. and Kevin Durant. Understandable. He's, he's, he's not useless, but he's, he's, it messes up his development. Cause but, who did that happen to recently? Man. We were talking about this of a player's development may basically being messed up. Could it have been like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? Yeah, because they were playing with Kyrie and stuff. I mean, you could kind of make an argument with Ben Simmons too. Oh, Brandon oh, Ingram, Brandon Ingram yeah. Ben Simmons. All of these are Love right. Brandon Ingram, yeah, um, you know, I I like RJ Barrett. Mm-hmm. He's talented. He's young. Um, but I'm not one of those people that that I don't. Uh, you know, like he can be good, but some people are super high on him. Right. Like saying he could be the best player out of the draft. Yeah. Um, but I think it's some guys that are on that level. I don't see a big drop off after three. I think there's some guys who can be as talented as RJ Barrett. I think a lot of this stuff depends on where they go and how the organization builds with or around that mm-hmm. player. Um, I don't think it's a testament against RJ Barrett because I think the Knicks right. like him, but I also think that they've seen other guys who they feel they that aren't as looked at as high. So it's like, hey, if we can trade down and still get a guy that we really like, like Jared Culver, who a lot yeah. of people think is a big drop-off, but we don't really think that because he has length. He can playmake. He's like a silky smooth Joe Johnson. Or they might see somebody like Cam Reddish, who a lot of people are shitting on because he didn't have the best freshman year playing alongside Zion, RJ, mm-hmm. and Trey Jones. They're like, shit, let's trade down. Get two, get, you know, like with the Hawks situation, you can get the eighth because – the first eight players, I think you're going to get somebody substantial. You're going to get somebody decent. You know, everybody's not going to be on the same level, obviously. But if you trade down and was able to get the eighth pick, you can still get – because you have to look at it from this situation. The first three are going to be Zion, or, or Ja, and RJ. Mm-hmm. After that, the Lakers, it's a toss-up because they might trade it. Um, but if they didn't, I, the names are RJ – uh, I mean, uh, Darius Garland and then DeAndre Hunter. Mm-hmm. Then you look at the Cavs. The Cavs are going to have to take a Jared Culver or Cam Reddish because they already have Colin Sexton. And then the Bulls and Suns are going to take a point guard, right. probably. 
And then by the time you get to the eighth pick, you still would have a Cam Reddish if he wasn't mm-hmm. taken, Jared Culver if he wasn't taken, or DeAndre Hunter if he wasn't taken. So it's going to be a, a solid wing there. And then right. The I think it's also a little bit of a safer pick having those seventh and tenths. I think, like Pete said, there's a lot of hype around, especially players kind of like R.J. Beard, where they're more of a high-volume shooter type player, and they have to come to that league with that reputation that they need to carry that on to the next level. It might not be there for the first two, three years Mm -hmm. compared to a player that's a little bit more just well-rounded. He might be a better defender, might be a better passer, might be a better just IQ guy in general that you might want to take, especially if you get two of them. Mm -hmm. Now you have two prospects instead of trying to just focus on that one. Um, For me, I I, I didn't really overreact as a Knicks fan like some – some fans did just because again it, it, they didn't say it was close they didn't say yeah. anything crazy to make me overreact ain't nothing wrong with calling they just said they were nothing wrong at all with calling when you're the worst team in the NBA and you got so much to do <laughs> you got the worst you worst team you know, and the worst player um and shout out to Knicks fam school I'm probably one of the only people in our community that follow them because I'm a Knicks fan but my other Knicks fans probably follow them it said every draft is different but just to give you an idea of what trading 3 for 8 plus 10 would have looked like this would make me change my mind because then it's like, yeah, you should you should just do it. It would have been Doncic for Sexton and Mikael Bridges, Tatum for Neela Keenan and Zach Collins. That one don't look too good. Jalen Brown for Marquise Chris and Tom Maker, Jaleel Okafor for Stanley Johnson and, and uh, Justice Winslow. That's a W. And B for Nick and Um Otto Porter. Otto Porter for KCP and CJ. That would have been a good trade. Um, and then Bill for Terrence Ross and Austin Rivers. So a two out of the last eight. Which one did you say you like? Okafor? Okafor. Because yeah. Okafor ain't nothing. <laughs> you got Justice Winslow, who's okay, at yeah. least. So, yeah, that, that, that you know, but like you said, Everything's every different. draft is different. Yeah, every so, draft is different. Um, I'm just happy that we have a front office that is not dumb enough to just fall in love with one or You should want that as your front office. Yeah. They look at all the options. Yeah. You don't want to just go at the What's first the thing you see. What's the with exploring every option? Nothing. That doesn't mean you commit. That just means you're just looking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, let, let, I don't want to say last but not least, but shout out to HOH. They have the NBA Awards show, as y'all know, which we ain't big fans of, but they do have it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, one of the things this year is they're going to have a House of Highlights moment of the year. Which is which is completely fire. Yeah, yeah think about it. I had no idea. Um, so y'all make sure y'all go to NBA.com, uh, go to the little awards section, and make sure you vote for all the categories. I got to make sure I vote. I was trying to vote on my phone earlier, but it was doing too much. Um, but some of the moments for the House of Highlight moments of the year, I want to see what y'all going to say. All right. Um, Dwayne Wade, Buzzer Beater versus the Warriors. That's a good one. That's great. Um... Russell Westbrook 2020 triple mm-hmm. double for Nipsey Hussle. That's a good one. Uh, Dirk standing ovation from Doc and the Clippers. That was a little. That's that, all right. Yeah, that's yeah. an all right that was, one. That was yeah. Uh, Derrick Rose emotional career night. That, you know that's got to be up. You know that may be up there. Point six game time three against Portland. I gotta go. Derrick Is that Rose. the one in the corner? Yeah. Where you just throw it up. That's yeah. I don't like that one. It's gonna be between that the Derrick Rose or the D Wade. Yes. Yeah, gotta that's go gonna D. be the two. I, I gotta top go with D Rose. Two two fan favorites. One is retired. One is trying to get stuff going. Speaking of Derrick Rose, y'all seen that picture I tweeted yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. My cousin. He was he was just at D Rose's house. Rose's house. Uh, he was just at D. They had here. Yeah. Oh. And he just had the kid wonder shirt on. I was like. How does because the couple days before that he was at PJ's graduation mm. and like why does he know somebody just go to school there and PJ happened to be a student no mm. he was there with fucking Derrick Rose 
And th- then hit a brother up like, yo, I'm at D Rose's house. You want to come through? It's probably like my entourage because he does have people that he rolled with. Mm. I can't just pull through with you, bro. I yeah. won't. I won't. I'm not gonna fan out or nothing. It'd just be cool to be All right. See what yeah. See what Derrick Rose is up to nowadays. Right, exactly. You got a picture. I can just get a picture. Like yo, I'm. I'm. I'm a, I wonder if you know, there's a connection too. between Elena, Derrick Rose girl. You know, she went to. I don't want to put her business out there, but she, you know, she cool. She. She she around? Not around. Not like that. Yeah, like that. She was doing stuff. Not doing stuff. Okay. She was like a, a you know, person in the mix. Okay. Right. Okay. You know, I, I, because you know I know Tony and Tony. Mm-hmm. Know, right. Like mutual friends. So it's like, like the music stuff. Music business or just famous? No, she was she was oh, network she from she was networker. a pretty ne- yeah no, networker. Not even networker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not to a girl no, no, that's not disrespectful. I, mean, I don't know her business either. I'm just saying, you know, it might be. Know her. She knows a lot of people. Is what I mean. Yeah, in Chicago especially. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for her to know Kid Wonder or know. The people kid wanted to look work with, mm. but then Derrick Rose also Chicago dude, so he might just he might yeah. Just that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Love for so, right. That could also be a, a way too. So that's what just that's, that's what he drives to to his games in Minnesota. It's, it's, some po- good it's, it's possible, bro. <laughs> it's possible, bro. Uh, uh, yeah, D Rose is funny. I love D Rose, man. I do too. I wish I would have been. I want to see where he's going. I know, well, we know where he's going. He no, comes, actually, I hope he just come back home. You think go so? I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I'd rather him go try to win somewhere, mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. I personally want to see him win something. But be a, be a follower. Follow somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ain't no wrong with that. In the NBA world, at least. In the NBA world. In the NBA world, ain't no wrong with that. Follow somebody and uh, get a ring. Sure. Yeah, yeah, go to the Warriors. Oh, I, I wouldn't want to see him go to the Warriors, personally. You want personally. Your ass beat on camera? Don't suggest it. <laughs> <laughs> but he could, he could be the new Kevin Durant for them, though. He got to be able to shoot. Do we need to look at the Yeah Look at the stats Look at the stats Nah Are you talking about the last Three yeah. months of the <laughs> Yes, yes. Like, He fell like, off He made like one out of 43s Or something like that We don't talk about really that crazy though I can't believe he really laughed about that I'm he like really I'm looking at my notes it. And I see Rob Palenka Kobe lie <laughs> That's just a note Everybody know what that is Alright Thank y'all We'll be back of course After game two To do our coverage of that And always gonna be more NBA news Peace